I'll invite you to turn your Bibles to two openings of Scripture, Hebrews chapter 11 and Mark chapter uh, 11. Hebrews chapter 11 and Mark chapter 11. I want to teach on a subject, uh, or well, we'll call this, uh, give you a title for tonight's message, The Faith That Takes. The Faith That Takes. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 is, uh, uh, the, is our text scripture, what we want to start with tonight. And notice that it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. One translation says, uh, instead of not seen, things not perceived by the senses. Another translation says, faith is the title deed for what you can't see. You know, if, um, uh, if, if you had a deed to your house, if you've purchased your house, and you have a deed to that house, uh, that deed proves that it's yours. Now, you could buy a house in a part of the country that you've never seen before. And that deed... Once it is transfer, uh, transferred, recorded, and transferred into your hands, that deed is the proof that you own the house, whether or not you've ever set foot in it. Well, the Bible talks about faith being like that. Faith is the evidence or the title deed of things not seen. Of things not seen or things not perceived by the senses. You know, uh, perfume is unknown to the sense of hearing. You'll never be able to identify perfume by hearing. Even if you heard your wife or, or someone squirt something, you wouldn't know it's perfume just by hearing, would you? But wouldn't it be foolish to question the existence or the reality of perfume just because you can't hear it? Well, in the same way, faith is the sixth sense. We have five physical senses. And those five physical senses work independently of one another. The things that you see, you can't necessarily hear. The things you hear, you can't necessarily see. The things you can smell, you can't necessarily see. They operate independently of one another. And we use them in conjunction. We use them like they're all one thing. And we judge things based on uh, whether or not we can perceive them by any of the five physical senses. But you can't take any one of them and disprove another or the reality of something because of the, the, the unknown aspect of that individual sense. Well, faith is like a sixth sense. It's a spiritual sense. And it's just as foolish to try to question the reality of spiritual truths and things that the blessings of God that the Bible tells us are ours just because your five physical senses can't perceive them. Can you see that? The five physical senses are a are poor guide. They're an, uh, they're, uh, they're an unsafe guide to identify what belongs to you spiritually. Now we know faith begins where the will of God is known. We know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. The word of God is the, is the foundation that we have. The word of God never changes. And it is the foundation for what belongs to us. It's the title deed. It's the title deed. Well actually it's the, it's the recorded deed. Of what belongs to us. Our faith becomes our evidence. Over and over again Jeremiah talks about in the Old Testament. Jeremiah talks about the evidence of the blessings of God. The evidence of the blessings of God. Faith is that evidence. Faith is the evidence. Now, now your five physical senses will say, well, I don't see it. I don't feel it. I can't hear it. It's not real in a material sense. So your five physical senses say it doesn't exist. But that's foolish. Because the blessings of God are not intended to be perceived by the five physical senses. At least not in the beginning. Now, turn with me to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Jesus, here's the story of Jesus cursing the fig tree. He comes by and he sees the fig tree. It's got uh, leaves on it like it should have fruit on it, but he finds that it's, it's without fruit. So he curses it and he says, No man shall eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. Next morning they come walking down the same road past the same tree and now it's dried up from the roots. 
And Peter, calling to remembrance, said, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus answering said unto them, verse 22, have faith in God. In other words, the first thing, first thing he says is, what you see happening was caused by faith. Now stop and think about that for a minute. We just identified, or the Bible just described or defined, faith in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, as the evidence of things you can't see. The evidence of things you can't see. Yet Jesus is saying that faith produced something that you now can see. In other words, faith, which is an unseen force, changed the seen forces or things that you can perceive with your five physical senses. Keep that in mind. Then Jesus tells us how faith works. He said, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have, everybody say shall have, shall have, that means something is yet to come. He shall have whatsoever he saith. That means the saying comes before the having. That means we say it and then we shall have whatsoever we say. If we meet the conditions. Then he says in verse 24. Therefore I say unto you. What things soever you desire. When you pray. Believe that you receive them. And you shall have. Say shall have. Them. Please notice. That the Bible is saying. That the blessings of God exist. In two conditions. Or in two forms. First the invisible form. And secondly the visible form. Now folks this is the key to faith. When you understand that the blessings of God exist first in the unseen realm before they exist in the seen realm. Or first in in an invisible form before they become in a visible form. I don't know if I said that in a confusing manner or not, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. If you understand that the blessings of God are first invisible before they become visible, then you understand what John was talking about. John said, 1 John chapter 5, around verse 14, he said, this is the confidence that we have in him. If if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. What's he saying? He's saying our confidence is in the blessings of God in the unseen form or the invisible form. Now, this is healing school, so we usually break down or or, uh, uh, identify the blessings of God specifically where physical healing is, is concerned. So let's say it that way. Jesus said, when you pray... Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, healing is what we're talking about in this case. When you pray, timing, believe that you receive them. In other words, believe in the healing of God in the invisible form. When you pray, believe that healing is yours in an invisible form. And then what? And then you shall have them. In other words, those invisible blessings will become visible. Those invisible blessings will become visible. Those invisible blessings will become visible. Now your eyes will say, well, I don't see any change. Your feelings will say, I don't feel any different. And so your five physical senses will say, well, that can't be right. Because we're used to things operating according to what we can see and feel and hear and, 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 you know, the things in the material realm. So that can't be right. That can't be working. And so many times we see people and we'll lay hands on them to receive their healing and they'll immediately check their body to see if anything's changed. In other words, what they're doing is they're trying to judge the invisible blessings of God by the visible senses that their body identifies. And you can't do it. That's just as foolish as saying perfume doesn't exist because I can't hear it. God intended 
and created the, his blessings to be in the spiritual form first. Ephesians chapter 1 about verse 6 somewhere around there says, or verse 3 I think it is, says that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Now we understand some of those things in a, in a material context. For example, if I deposited $100,000 in your bank account and then gave you the, 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 the checkbook, the, the passbook, whatever it is that, that shows the deposit, you wouldn't check your pockets to see if you've got it. You wouldn't pull out your pockets and see if you've got $100,000, would you? Because you would understand that it's not in a seen form. But you have evidence that it's there. And that evidence would be the deposit slip or the passbook or whatever it is that I gave to you, right? And so you would understand that that evidence is proof that the money that I told you I deposited for you was there. F.F. Bosworth said, used an example one time, he's a great minister in the, uh, along the lines of healing. And, uh, and he said one time that, uh, that just to prove a point, he put some money in his wife's coat pocket. And, uh, and he told her that he did it. He told her afterwards, he said, I put some money in your coat pocket. She hadn't put, had the coat on yet. She didn't know that it was there. He said, do you believe me? She said, well, of course I do. Thank you very much. Isn't it foolish for us to question the things of God because we can't see them or haven't yet seen them? Jesus is very specifically saying in Mark chapter 11 verse 24 that if you believe in the things of God, if you believe in healing in an invisible form, you will see it. Well, if you believe in the, the invisible blessings of healing because the word of God says by Jesus' stripes you were healed, you believe in that invisible blessing of healing and healing will become visible. Yet what do we do? We say, oh, I sure hope that's true. See, we'll take the word of a person we trust, but we take God's word and we say, well, I just don't know. I sure hope what Pastor Mike's saying is true. Well, you know, God can't lie. Yeah, but not everybody gets their healing. See, we judge the invisible by the seen. So often, the church, I say we, I'm talking about the church world in general. Hopefully, hopefully that's not you. I try not to myself. But so much of the church world judges the invisible by what we, what we can see. We judge the invisible by the, the, the visible appearance that we may have experience with. You know, in, uh, when Abraham Lincoln in 1864, was it? I guess it was, uh, when he uh, issued the Emancipation Proclamation, he declared that all the slaves were free. Well, what conditions changed for the slaves? Let's imagine the slaves down south hearing about the Emancipation Proclamation. There has been a declaration by the government, by the head of the government, the president himself, saying that all the slaves are now free. They looked around. Their conditions have, have, have not changed. They've got the same slave owners they had before. They've got the same shacks that they were living in as before. They've got the same exact circumstances as before they heard this, the declaration that they have been freed. Now, was it true? Sure, it was true. But that was it, was theirs to, it was left to them to act on it, wasn't it? There wasn't anybody that came down and started going from plantation to plantation saying, now I want to make sure that all your, all your slaves are turned loose. It was left to the individuals to act on it. And I'm sure there were a lot of naysayers. I'm sure there were a lot of people that were saying, oh, it's a trick. We've been slaves forever. My daddy was a slave. My granddaddy was a slave. Maybe even before then. No way in the world is this going to change. Not in your lifetime, not in my lifetime. No way is it going to change. Why? Because of their experience. And that's exactly what a lot of people do spiritually. They say, what do you mean by Jesus' stripes we were healed? 
Well, I know good Christian people that have died sick. Well, me too. That doesn't mean they weren't set free. If you're named the beneficiary in a rich man's will, when do you become wealthy? When the money's transferred to you? No, when the rich man dies. It may take some period of time, depending on the estate, depending on the circumstances, it may, some period, it may take some period of time between the death of the rich man and the reading of the will and the distribution of assets. But you become wealthy as soon as he dies. Folks, the Bible is the last will and testament of Jesus who died for you. You were healed as soon as Jesus died because you were the beneficiary of his will. Are you out there? Jesus is saying very specifically that the blessings of God exist in two forms. First, invisible. Secondly, visible. Now turn with me over to Hebrews chapter 10. Just like John said, this is the confidence that we have. Jesus is saying, believe in them when they're unseen and then you'll see them. Let me ask you this. While you're turning there, let me ask you this just to get you thinking. When does faith end? When does your faith come to an end? When the unseen blessing becomes visible. It's no longer faith anymore. Faith is the evidence of things you can't see. So once you can see it, it's no longer faith. Then it's knowledge. Faith exists only while the blessings of God are unseen. Now Peter said something about this. Peter said that the trying of your faith is more precious than gold. You know what most of us think? Without ever confessing it or admitting to it. Most of us think the trying of our faith is a pain in the neck. The trying of our faith is the worst experience you could possibly endure. Because that's where the devil tries to talk you out of believing you receive the unseen blessing. It's when he tries to talk you out of holding fast to the unseen blessings that the Bible says are yours. And we can't stand that. We hate it. Don't we? We complain about it. Oh, Pastor Mike. The devil is just after me so much. What for? He's trying to make me doubt that healing is mine. Well, that's your choice, isn't it? He can't make you doubt. It's your choice. Oh, but I've just been under such attack. We can't stand that. Yet Peter said that that was more precious than gold. We look at the fight of faith as being a, a real hardened struggle and a real difficult thing and a real bad experience. The trying of your faith, meaning the good fight of faith, is more precious than gold. Peter also said this. He talked about the things that you can't see providing greater joy than the things that you can see. He talked about joy unspeakable and full of glory. Why? What was causing him to have unspeakable joy and full of glory? The things he couldn't see. Not the things that he could see. The things that he couldn't see. I wonder if Peter got a hold of the fact that that's what the trying of your faith was about. I wonder if he understood that the trying of your faith, the holding fast of profession of your faith, was more important than the visible blessing that you're believing for. And folks, it is. Did you find Hebrews 10 yet? Hebrews 10. Notice what it says in verse 35. It says, cast not away you therefore your confidence. What confidence is he talking about? The title deed. The believing you receive the, un the invisible blessing. Cast not away your confidence why? 
because it has great recompense of reward. What's the great recompense of reward of believing you receive the unseen blessing? The unseen blessing becoming visible. It has great recompense of reward. Do you realize how many times the Bible says, the Bible tells you in one form or another, how many times God says, hang on, it will work? Over and over and over again, folks. Jesus said, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, them what? Them unseen blessings. Them blessings of God in invisible form. I know that's not good English, but I'm making the point. And you shall have them. What does he mean, have them? Those unseen blessings, those invisible blessings of God, that invisible healing that you're holding fast to will become visible. Cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Great recompense of reward. The invisible will become visible. Now, folks, that's the kind of faith that takes hold. That's the kind of faith, the understanding of faith the understanding that we thank God beforehand because it's impossible for it, for the un- invisible, the unseen blessings of God to not become visible unless we turn loose of them. So what do we do? We thank God for the answer. We thank God that they will materialize, that they will become those unseen blessings, that invisible blessing of healing will become a material reality. Now, a lot of people want to wait till they sit and then thank God for it. That's not real faith. That's not real faith because that's, a, that's judging the truth of the word of God by your five physical senses. And the sense of faith, meaning the unseen blessings of God, the unseen healing that we believe for, that we believe that we receive, is imperceptible. It's unknown to the five physical senses. Do you realize how foolish it is to judge the truth of the word by our senses? Yet, as I said before, that's what so many people do. It cannot be judged. The truth of the Word of God, the healing power of God, cannot be judged by the five physical senses. Yet, that's the only thing the devil's got to work on. It's the only thing he's got to work with. So, he'll tell you, well, you don't feel any better. You don't look any better. The doctor hadn't told you that you are any better. So, he uses one sense after another, one of your five physical senses after the other, to try to disprove what he cannot disprove. So the Bible says, cast not away your confidence. Don't turn loose. You're the only one that can cast it away. The devil cannot take it from you. That's why Jesus said, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Where's the devil in any of that? He's not involved. He's not part of the picture. Oh, but the devil will attack you. He'll bring thoughts to your mind. Yeah, and what does that have to do with what you believe? Only what you allow it. And you shouldn't allow anything. You shouldn't allow it to have any impact on you whatsoever. That's why the Bible talks about renewing your mind to the truth. In other words, an understanding. The understanding. Please get this. The understanding that the devil can't stop your faith from bringing the invisible blessing of healing into a material reality in your body. The devil cannot stop that. Only you can. Only you can. And it doesn't happen by accident. It happens only by choice. That's why the Bible tells you to do something about it. In this case, he warns you, cast not away. Don't turn loose of your confidence. 
that title deed. Faith is the title deed. It's the evidence of things that you can't see. Well, how do you know? The devil will come and he'll say, how do you know you're healed? Because I believe it. Yeah, but you can't see it. I didn't say I can see it. I said I believe it. Yeah, but you don't feel healed. I didn't say I feel it. I said I believe it. Faith is the title deed. Faith is the title deed. What you choose to believe based on God's word is the title deed for what will become a material reality in your life. The devil's not strong enough to change the word of God. The devil's not strong enough to stop the material reality of healing coming to pass in your life. He can't do it. He'd like to make you think that he can. He'd like to make you think that it's up to him and it's not. I want to keep hammering that point home. Notice Jesus is saying that the blessings of God exist in two forms. First, invisible. Secondly, visible. And you're the one that changes them from one form to the other. Not him. You're the one that does it. How do we do it? By holding fast to our confidence. The belief that healing is ours. You know, it works that way with forgiveness. It works that way with every other blessing of God too. But think about it in terms of forgiveness. When do you believe you're forgiven? When you feel forgiven, folks, if you do that, you'll never grow in the things of God. No, we believe we're forgiven from wrongdoing. I'm not talking about salvation per se. But we believe if we, if we mess up, if we take a step outside of love and we ask forgiveness, repent and ask forgiveness, we don't wait till we feel forgiven to accept that we're forgiven. We accept forgiveness because the Bible says if we'll confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. So what do we do? We accept forgiveness based on God's word. We take forgiveness as an unseen thing and it changes our feelings. Sooner or later, you'll, forget, you'll feel forgiven. But we don't wait for the feeling first, do we? The people that do that never walk in forgiveness. They never get there. No, we accept the truth of the word first. And it works that way in every case. It works that way in every situation. Healing is first unseen. And your faith, which is the title deed to the healing that belongs to you, because God's word says Jesus took stripes upon his back and with his stripes you're healed. That faith, that simple faith, that simple acceptance. That, well, yeah, that's true. That's what Jesus did. Jesus died for the healing of my body just as much as he died for the saving of my soul, as we say. He shed his blood just as much for the healing of my physical body as he shed blood for the, for the salvation of my spirit, the recreation of my spirit, to become a new creature in Christ Jesus. He did just the same work, just the same cross that he hung on. Same exact time, same exact work. So what do we do? We take the word of God and say, I choose to believe the word of God to be true. And that faith, that simple decision, that simple determined choice to believe becomes the evidence of what you can't see. That becomes your title deed. The devil will say, well, you don't have it. Well, having it is not my problem. My job is to believe I receive it. And here's the proof. My faith is the evidence. My faith is the title deed. He says, it won't work, it won't work, it won't work. You can say, you can't stop it, you can't stop it, you can't stop it. So often we try to talk him into thinking that it will work. Well, yeah, it'll work. I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. I'm confessing every day, I'm believing. Turn it around on him. Stop it if you can, Mr. Devil. I believe I received my healing. 
I had the Lord say something to me. Uh, it's been several months ago now. But uh, concerning something, uh, the area of healing that I'm believing God for, I woke up one morning, and uh, just out of the blue, just as I was waking up, I heard these words. And these words said this, your enemy has seriously miscalculated. Whoa. I like that. And then, of course, the, come, the devil comes, and he tries to talk you out of it, and he tries to tell you you don't have it, and if it was going to be, if it was real, it would have happened by now, and all this other kind of stuff that he says. And I caught on to this. It took me a while, but I caught on to this. I started saying, try to stop it, Mr. Devil. You say it's not real, try to stop it. Let's see who's right, you or God. Try to stop it. You know I'm not going to turn loose. You know I'm not going to cast away my confidence. You know I'm thanking God every day every time I think about it. You know I'm thanking God for it. You know I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. My faith is the evidence of things that I don't yet see, the healing I don't yet see. Try to stop it. You know, I've had a whole lot less trouble with the devil ever since I started doing that. Now, I'm not saying he leaves me alone all the time, but boy, I don't have the trouble with him that I used to have. You know why? Because he knows I know something. He knows I understand something. He knows I understand that he does not have the power to stop God's word from changing the blessing of healing from the invisible form into the material or visible form. He can't stop that. Only I can. So he'll try to talk me out of it every now and then. He'll ask me, how long has it been? How long has it been? How long do you think it's going to be? How do you expect people to believe if you haven't received yet yourself? And I'll just turn back around. Try to stop it. Try to stop it. Try to stop it. Let's see who's right. Let's see who's got the greater power. You are the word of God. I have a whole lot less trouble with the devil than I used to. Jesus is saying that the blessings of God exist in two forms. First, unseen or invisible. And secondly, invisible or material form. Therefore, I say unto you, Jesus said, what things soever you desire. Well, I desire healing. How about you? What things soever you desire, I desire healing, I desire a well body. Believe that you receive them, believe you receive your healing, believe you receive a well body, and you shall have them. It shall materialize. It shall become visible. It shall become perceived by the five physical senses. And at that point, it's no longer faith. At that point, it's no longer something we're believing for, it's something that we know. We know that we know that we know that we know. Why do we know? Because it can be seen. Because it can be perceived by the five physical senses. You don't need faith for something you can perceive with your five physical senses. Isn't that right? If I asked you how many, how many people believe I've got a $20 bill in my pocket? Well, let's just do it. How many of you believe I've got a $20 bill in my pocket? How do you know? You have no basis for it. Let's try it again. I have a $20 bill in my pocket. How many of you believe me? Okay, I get more results on that. Now let me show you something. Where is it? I better have one, huh? Let's see. Now, how many of you believe? Well, come on. How many of you believe I have a $20 bill? What do you need to believe it for? You know it. You can see it. That's the difference between faith and knowing. 
Knowing has to do with five physical senses. The things that your five physical senses can perceive, you don't need any faith for. But as long as you couldn't see it, you were, you were left to act on my word. When I told you I had one, then it came down to one simple thing. Whether or not you believe me to be a person of my word. Do you believe God to be a person of his word? God made real clear that it was impossible for him to lie. He said, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. It's impossible for him to lie. His word is true. His word even goes so far as to say that it's already done in the unseen or the invisible realm. By Jesus' stripes, you were healed. It's already a real blessing in the, mater- in, the, in the spirit realm, in the faith realm. It's real. It exists already. It's invisible to your five physical senses, but that doesn't mean it's not real. It's already real. And he said that all you had to do is choose to believe. And he'd change it from the invisible into the visible. Amen? Let's, let, let's all stand for a minute. Let's lift our hands and thank God for the invisible, the invisible, the unseen blessings that are real. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that you blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. We thank you that we were healed by the stripes of Jesus. Father, healing is just as real as if we could see it with our physical eyes. Healing is real because of what Jesus accomplished. Father, we thank you for all the work that Jesus did. We thank you for the work of redemption. We thank you we've been redeemed from spiritual death. We've been redeemed from sickness. We've been redeemed from poverty. We're just as really wealthy now as if we had money in our pockets because of the work of Jesus. We are just as healed now as if the doctor gave us a clean bill of health. The blessings of God are real. Though unseen, they are real. Therefore, Father, we believe we receive those blessings as ours. We believe we receive our healing. We believe we receive prosperity. We believe we receive Redemption in its total form. Spirit, soul, and body. And we thank you, Father, that our faith, our choice, and our determination to believe is the evidence. It's the title deed for the blessing that we don't yet see with our physical eyes. But, Father, you said, Jesus said, when we pray, believe that we receive those things that we desire, and we shall have them. Oh, Father, thank you that healing is becoming a material reality for us. Thank you, Father, that healing is going from the unseen, the invisible, into the visible realm. Thank you, Father, that healing goes from the unseen realm into the seen realm. Healing materializes in our body because of our faith, because of the truth of your word. Thank you, Father, that it's done. We don't have to wait and see it before we believe it. We believe it first. We believe it's ours now, by faith, in an unseen form. And oh, Father, there's nothing the devil can do to stop it from becoming a material reality. Thank you, Lord, that your word is true. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you healed us all through your precious blood. Thank you, Father, that the healing power of God always brings healing into the material realm when we hold fast to the profession of our faith. We thank you for it, Lord. We glorify your holy name because it's already done. We'll not be moved by what we see with our natural eye or hear with our natural ear or feel with our natural bodies because the word of God is real. Healing is real 
It belongs to us. And there's nothing the devil can do to stop it from coming into reality in our flesh. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. Don't get caught up in the devil's lie that it's only real when you see it. It's real now. It's just in an unseen form. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless your name. We thank you. It's so good to be healed, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that the trying of our faith is more precious than gold. <laughs> the believing for finances is more precious than the finances. We'll cast not away our confidence, Lord. We'll cast not away our belief in the reality of things unseen. Knowing there's nothing the devil can do to stop it. From becoming a material reality in our lives. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. 